And we begin the show with a round of applause, not only to your lock of the night last week, getting the job done. By the way, there we go. There we go. It's always here to hear those sounds. Exactly. But also, because what a terrific race we got ahead of us this Sunday night at Los Alamitos. By far, one of the best older quarter horse races, honestly, that I've ever seen. If you think about the quality we've had over the years and years, but like at least five, six, seven, eight years. Yes. At least the best older quarter horse race on paper. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time we had three champion of champions yeah. winners in one field? You got He's a Dash of Fire, Zooming for Spuds, and Mr. PYCDU last year sitting at 30 to 1 morning line. I mean, it's a stacked field. All the big names are in it. I can't wait for tomorrow. I mean, top to bottom, the only name missing that would make it the dream race, even if you handpicked it, you couldn't, you, you almost came up with a perfect race. Yes. But Je- uh, Jesse Spurzan is the only horse missing. From what I hear, they were not told that they could not come. Mm-hmm. But they decided not to even ask from what I'm hearing. I'm not officially sure of that. But the fact is that he's staying in Texas right now. And he's pointing to the championship at Sunland. Yeah, I don't know uh, what the details are, like you said. I don't know if we're ever going to know uh, the full details. <laughs> I, don't think we'll know. Uh, I wish he would come out, uh, you know, two time world champion. Yes. He's won just about everything there is to win. I just wish uh, he would make out the, the, the trip to California one time for the champion of champions so we could, we could finally see him out here and, and run against our horses. But yeah, I think uh, everybody else is here. He's the only name missing. That's the only name. It, it, I mean, this, this year's field for the great one, Robert Boniface. Los Alamitos, Los Alamitos Invitational Championship. It is terrific. Uh, that's going to be the final race on the card on Sunday. But before we get into Sunday's card, why don't we rewind the tape a little bit here and talk about last week's trials to the Wild West Futurity, which capped up a terrific weekend of racing featuring uh, the PC Curious Ray Readers Futurity Derby on Friday and Saturday, and then the trials for the Wild West on Sunday, and on top of that, we had a very good Los Alamitos sequence. So, yeah, I believe they were up almost 20%, yeah, 20 30%, uh, I, I believe, yeah. some, something like that. Uh, I, from the prices I were seeing, it was, it was an outstanding sale. Uh, maybe it was too good because I went home empty handed <laughs> yes. uh, for the first time in like you a were decade. Out. Yeah, I, I am horseless, you know, <laughs> so uh, maybe I'll have to get in the claiming game Ooh. again. Uh, no two year old this year, but yeah, the sale, uh, they did really well. And then the Wild West Fraternity Trials, you know, everybody coming in from out of state. We have these trials uh, for a lot of the Intermountain horses and uh, capped off by Jess Sennett there. We got the lock home, but yes. uh, kind of redemption for Paul Jones uh, and then the uh, Nielsen's there mm-hmm. uh, to uh, have a little redemption there from their PCQHRA uh, fraternity where they got disqualified in their trial there. Betty comes back and ends up being the fastest qualifier. Yeah, that night. and one uh, in the final trial, the night stamped himself as a horse to beat but we we've been talking the last few months about how this we feel like we turned back the clock 10 15 years what a weekend for ramon sanchez mm-hmm. he wins the pcqhra uh, breeders futurity uh with command 47 he wins the derby with mooney blues and he got the fastest qualifier with just send it uh for keith nelson and paul jones for the 136,000 plus low centimeters wild west futurity i mean what a weekend for Rowan Sanchez. It feels like we're back in early 2000. Yeah, Ayala might be Paul's first call rider. Mm-hmm. But when the money's down, down. It, it's hard to beat Ramon. 
I mean, he gets on these horses, and and he just looks like he he's back in his prime there. When yeah. when uh, anytime there's a big check on the line, he gets him out, and uh, he's double tough. Yeah, he's uh he's uh, he's definitely clicking along cylinders right now. That he's he's been back for what maybe two months now, uh, if I remember correctly, maybe two months, a little bit more. Maybe he's really getting into rhythm now. Uh, he's picking up his usual maps from Paul Jones, but he's also riding for for barns like uh, Valentin Zamudio and uh, other barns as well. So uh, Roman Sanchez is looking to cap off that weekend with a win in the Wild West Futurity. Fastest qualifier was just send it 17.645. Ladies of Cartel, 1777. Kiar High Five, 1779. Stahlbach made up a lot of ground. Yep. That's the horse that really got up to the dead heat, right? It wasn't uh, quite BH Lisa's boy on no. Old Air Hostage, but... That horse was rolling uh, late there and got it for the dead heat. And uh, shout out to Quarters George. Uh, he uh, took my advice and threw Staubach in, and uh, he ended up hitting the pick six because yeah. I believe he went off almost twenty to one. Yep, and uh, that helped it pay a little. I think he made a little over three grand uh, on that nice pick six. Job, but, uh, Quarters. Yeah, uh, that horse just a tremendous late surge uh, just to get up at the wire. Yeah, and it was one of those nights where you know on air me and me and Scotty were talking about it, and I. That's the horse in that race that I thought, this is the horse that intrigues me mm-hmm. uh, at a price. And, I mean, it. you know, sometimes we think that the horse and the, and the lead is slowing down. But I think this was more a combination of this horse really leveling, leveling out late. So uh, that could be a horse to watch again for the exotics on finals night. Uh, so he stopped the clock of 1781. Jody B. Valen, 1781 as well. Every Sona's favorite, 1785. Mr. FDD, 1787. Just to check, 1787. 88 white paint linda who was my lock of the night that night i think he what she, she finished third right yes third i mean it, 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 no t- take it easy it's it just heads it's just heads right. back to uh, white paint uh, linda uh, so uh, come on don't be so hard on yourself it still stings a little bit but white paint <laughs> linda does get into the final 1791 and cm what about me rounds out the the bubble time of 1791 so that's a field of 10 and shout out to the podcast was it lumpy I think Lumpy came up with that video. Remember I said, yeah. if anybody finds it, please yes. tweet it at me. And he did. Yeah, it was he, the video of the, was it the Firecracker? I think it was I the forget firecracker. what race it so was. So it was the race that, was it Lady of our Cartel? Whatever that horse that won it. Yeah. But the, the, the announcer mistakenly called the winner as Arizona Favorite. Yeah. Arizona Favorite was also running in that race, but it was finishing fourth or fifth or something in that race. Uh, and Arizona Favorite gets into the final here tonight. Yeah, I don't want to bash that announcer too too much, <laughs> no. but I mean, he only called, I think, three names, and he ends up getting them wrong. So yeah. I think he has a little it's more rough. studying yeah. to do. But uh, we'll we'll cut him some slack this yeah. time. But I, I had some uh, laughs watching that video. Yeah. I was so confused the first time I watched it, and then I watched the chart, and I was like, "What's yeah. going on here?" Uh, but yeah, then I looked at the silks, and then it all made sense. But hey, nonetheless, we come full circle. Shout out to I think it was Lumpy, the one that that found that tweet where. I commented on that video. So that's the final set. And right now it looks, to me, it looks like it's just send this race to lose. Yeah. I thought maybe Ladies of Cartel with a, a little better start was gaining ground, but yeah. I think the class would just send it in the end. I think uh, probably going to be my top pick and uh, just another exact there. Sometimes I like to throw horses that run one, two. I like to go with them right, uh, one, two in the final again, right back. So I'm thinking I'm just going to go another just send it to ladies of cartel exact in the yeah, final. That's going to be that's going to be a fun, try, uh, fun final to watch in a couple of weeks. But we're getting closer. We're just about 
a month and four days away from the AQHA Bank of America Challenge night here at Los Alamitos. It's always a fun time, you know, seeing uh, all the AQHA friends and people that work at the AQHA and also all the connections from out of town. It's a big weekend. Looking forward to it. Uh, and then the good news is that for the quarter horse fans out there, you're going to have a shot to qualify to the NHC in Las Vegas 2019 here on an all quarter horse program. Yeah, is there how many seats are available? Two or minimum, three? Minimum two. Okay, so it's still up in the yeah. air. So two, if it if it gets under sixty entries, yeah, I believe if it gets over that, uh, they're going to throw in a third seat. Okay. So that I think that's that's going to be uh, the key details. So uh, go to losalmitos.com, get all the details. Going to be four hundred bucks to enter, um, three hundred of that to wager on, and a hundred goes to the prize pool. But yeah, find out all the details at losal.com and. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I, I know George is gonna be playing on it. He yeah. probably already, he probably, he probably already paid his entry a month, a month in advance. <laughs> he wants, he doesn't want to miss out. Uh, actually, let me bring up the, the web page while we're at it. Yeah, we had a, uh, it was a little bit of a a Twitter meeting up here in the press yeah. box the other day. We had George, we had uh, Jonathan Pittman, uh-huh. uh, we had Mister Losal. Uh, all of them are, are saying they're going into the tournament. Ooh. When I know. Uh, a lot of times they don't it's play the be a Royal Rumble. Side. Yeah, I think all the heavy hitters uh, around are going to come out for this one. And I know uh, Mike Rosenthal, uh, you know, the beast, yeah. they, they call him. Yeah. I think he's won every quarter horse contest that, that we've had. I think so. Uh, I think there's there's been only two, I, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. But uh, George says he's pretty tough. So uh, the defending champion coming back to do uh, hold his crown. You know what they got going for them? That I can't play in it. I'm not gonna be able to no. play in it. No, I'm I'm a, I'm officially considered an employee now. Oh, so that's true. Employees cannot <laughs> win. This. Imagine if that. I mean, I, can Viva La Carla play? I'm sure Viva uh, La Carla. I'll can just play. advise her. Yeah, I'll advise her. Why not? I, I mean, I, we've heard of shadier things going on in a tournament, correct? No, I but mean, Viva La Carla can handicap. Let me tell you that. When is she gonna come I mean, on the podcast? The, the agent keeps giving me like vast uh, schedules. I've been trying to get it on because. People think like she's, you know, she's sharp. She can handicap these races. She, yeah. Uh, you know, but she's also helping our Orlando. She's officially an employee too. She yeah. cannot play. Yeah. So with me and Viva La Carla out, I mean, I mean, it's going to be an easy stroke for these guys. I mean, I might have to sign up. I'm, I think I'm technically considered a vendor. A vendor, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it, I, I don't you, know if I could go up and uh, take a defeat against <laughs> these. I've already lost the belt. I don't know if I could take a tournament loss as well. Speaking of the belt, it's going to be on the line next week. Next week, next right week, back. Right back. We have another big week. We're talking about big weekends, big weekends. Yep. I mean, it's nonstop now through the end of the year. Yeah. We just had the, the big PCHRA weekend. We have this weekend with the grade one Los Alamitos Invitational. Next weekend, trials for the Super Derby mm-hmm. and trials for the Golden State Million, and I think those trials are going to be terrific. I'm expecting, I'm expecting no less than ten trials. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I think uh, my guess was twelve. Ooh, uh, big fours. That's just uh, from seeing a lot of these people uh, come from out of state. We've seen the joiners, uh, like yeah. we've talked about, and Reliance Ranches sending all these horses. Uh, Super Derby trials. I think we've usually had maybe three. I think we might be seeing. A little more than that this year. Hopefully, we uh, can get you know some three-year-olds and then some older horses later on down the year. So uh, let's let's have them come out. Yeah, like we talked about, a lot of a lot of new names on the grounds, a lot of different connections coming in. 
so I think we're going to have a strong showing for those trials. So uh, while we have a moment, let me go celebrate the Dodgers eking out a win. And we'll take a break and we'll come back looking at Sunday's card here at Los Al. All right, we're back here. I have to take a quick sip of water and catch my breath after sweating out that Dodgers victory. I tweeted, I think may, maybe around the sixth inning, that I was done. I was like, they're done. Yeah. I'm done. Uh-huh. I'm not watching this. I'm quitting. Reverse jinx. Yeah, their biggest hype. So I stopped <laughs> watching it. Uh, I, I get here to Los Al. I'm setting up. And all of a sudden, they're, they're first and second, no out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up. They're mm-hmm. done. They get a single home. They get a run in. Oh, okay. Nah, yeah. they're done. They, these are typical Dodgers. They get close. They don't get the job done. Then they get up with a Justin Turner two-run home run. He went 0 for 4 last night. Yep. So he, he turned it around tonight, and they held on. So had to sweat out. It's pretty hot in here. I think it's all my body. It, it was when I came in here. I, I thought maybe you were doing jumping jacks or running Man, laps in here. I had here, to take out my coat. You're, you're my, just watching a Dodger game. Man. Wow. So now they're coming home uh, 1-1. So it's now a five five-game series, essentially with three at home for the Dodgers. So uh, I think they like where they're at right now. So they're traveling on Sunday, and they're at Dodger Stadium game, uh, games on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, if you start out on the road, that's all you really can ask you for. You split is, uh, the series, uh, yeah, right? split. Split at 1-1 and come home. Get a little home cooking over there at uh, Chavez Ravine, and uh, hopefully uh, just take the next two and go back there and uh, handle business. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. All right, let's see. We can cap up a very, very good weekend here at Los Al. Sunday night, grade one, Los Alamitos championship night, nine race card. There is a, a pick six carrier hitting into Saturday. We'll see if, it'll, it will, if it will carry over again towards Sunday. Race number one, four and a half thoroughbreds, conditional claimers, field of seven. Who'd you pick here? You know, a lot of these horses just seem to lack the, the winning bug. So I went to the Rail here with real quick down along uh, the inside for just a horse coming out of a lot of the, the common race here with the five T's place and the six uh, Fanderell Dancer. I think this horse has had a nice second last time. I uh, was ahead of those other ones by a half there, uh, Fanderell Dancer. Got the weight break. I thought that really helped there yes. with Edgar Pieris and draws the rail here for I think he'll be the controlling speed and just can hold these horses off, I think can be pretty tough here in the first. You're going with the house horse there real quick. I have real quick a third on my numbers. I'm going with the price here. The tweet, getting greedy for Jose De La Torre. No relation to the quarter horse De La Torre of mm-hmm, years past, mm-hmm. but this horse lingers on. I don't see a lot of speed in this field. I'm just banking that maybe this gelding can show a little bit more speed uh, with those blinkers and uh, and running at this this kind of level. Last time out, didn't get off to the cleanest of starts. That was the first start, first start off of a bit of a layoff. So I'm going with the price. Six to one on the morning line. I'll pick the three on top. For second, I'll go to the five T's place, a horse that has been nibbling and nibbling at those checks here. Uh, three seconds in the last four starts. Um, he's definitely going to be in the mix and things with Vinny Bednar staying aboard. So I'll go three, five, and then the one horse we talked about there could actually uh, improve second time at this level. So. Three, five, one here for me. Yeah, I like one and then five T's place for everything you talked about. I'm just going to draw a line through that last one. Uh, I think can run back to those three previous uh, seconds there in a row. Hopefully turn the tides on Fanderell Dancer this time, who I picked in third. I'm not seeing a whole lot here, but 
I like the upgrade from Eric Garcia to leading rider Juan Sanchez. Hopefully he can get this horse a little more forwardly placed and draws a nice outside post. I'm not real, uh, you know, thrilled that probably going to let the one horse go here. Yeah. You know, T's place is going to be there. I just don't know if this horse has the lack or the uh, the late kick, but is dropping for the twenty five hundred dollar price here second time. I'm just hoping Juan Sanchez wakes this horse up. All right, so I'll go three five one. One five six. One five six for Curtis. Curtis, race number two, the second half of the early double, four and a half conditional claimers, nine winners, uh, with nine winners of two here. We got a field of six. Tricky race to analyze as far as I, you know, who is going to make the lead in my mind. So, who'd you pick here? I went to the five, Huey, for mm-hmm. Louis Bradvica here. And again, Juan Sanchez had a nice second to Unobtainable, who was uh, an Angie horse coming down from Ferndale, much like the four horse that she has here, Hidden Crook. But, I, you know, I like that second that this horse ran and finished two lengths ahead of the two horse Taco Tuesday. Juan Sanchez uh, stays here at the mount. Should be the speed of the field here, and I'm hoping just runs back to that last race or four outs ago when he dueled all the way into the stretch and drew away from Holly Cat. Yeah, it's going to be a tricky race here for me. I, I picked the, the four here on top, but I don't have really any strong opinions. Mm-hmm. I went four, two, five. Hidden Crook there coming in from uh, Ferndale, came in over the daytime mobile, was in contention early on, but then faded. I think this one getting back over the nighttime mobile could be a good amount of speed. So, Four, two, five. The two Taco Tuesday could be slightly off the pace, can be well positioned here. Um, I think that could be a late threat there. And the five Huey, who you talked about, could could maybe improve second time Juan Sanchez. That was a good second at 24 to 1. So not not any real strong opinions for me here. I'll probably use at least those three deep here in the pick four. So four, two, five for me. Yeah, I agreed with those numbers. Uh, just a little bit a different order. I had five, two, four Taco Tuesday. I don't know if this horse might be regressing yeah. here with the with the weight coming back on with Vinny. I'm hoping uh, that was just you know a bad race. We could draw a line through it, and then the four, like you said, hidden crook you know, hasn't been showing speed in the last two, but maybe coming back to uh, to Los Al is best for this horse. All right, so race number three, 870 yard event allowance with a purse of twelve thousand dollars is a very good allowance. I'm looking forward to to this one here. It's going to be the anchor uh, leg right before the payoff. Of the late pick four, 870 yards, field of seven. Who'd you pick? I went to the two, gone with Ooh. it for Kelly Castaneda and Felipe Martinez. His horse has been battling the last three starts and you know ran four pretty good races here in a row. As long as his horse can stay close to Run Raging Rhino, mm-hmm. uh, a Run Raging Rhino run, run. Uh, I think can overtake him in the stretch here and gets a nice price here at four to one. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't complain with that pick. It was, it was kind of a toss between. The one and two for me. I I eventually picked the one, run raging rhino run. The two finished second right behind Jen Journey. You came back to win once again here tonight. Did get claimed, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah no we, longer in the we got one more hands. photo out of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I disconnected for the set and I went down and <laughs> took a took a photo again here tonight for for Jen's journey. And what uh, a race that was! I mean, those horses were battling yes. five deep. Once along he, the back stretch once there. he was caught that wide i was like uh yeah. I, i'm not sure about this so that's it it's sad to see horses like that go that yeah. are just gamers and can dig in the well, whole way was around it five thousand or sixty-two fifty? uh five thousand five thousand yeah all right yeah so gone with it game second there i thought it was a very good second obviously behind a very game horse i picked that one for second i think raging ryan will run from that inside draw if this horse cannot break uh the two i, I think the one 
uh, is a very solid 870-yard course. Last time out, third behind her unbridled power, a sharp runner that returned to win, I believe, we're over the daytime uh, track here, LaSalle, and Red Wine and Dine, who won two in a row under Aga Pita Delga. <laughs> the, uh, over the daytime, yes, I did cash a few bets on that one. But, yeah, Run Raging Rhino Run is going to be my top pick. The two gone with it. We talked about how sharp that one can be. And Kenny Benny, uh, the three horse, is going to be my third pick for Jesus Nunez and Juan Sanchez. Uh, draw a line through the last effort. Much tougher field. Much longer distance. I think getting back over 870, it's going to be a good thing for this five-year-old gelding. So one, two, and three for me. Yeah, again, same numbers, just a little different order. I went two, one, three. Uh, I was impressed by the ones yeah. uh, race last time. Just lunged there at the start, and you don't see... Too many times that a quarter horse uh, finished, but I still got to go against him here. And then I did pick the three, Kenny Benny there in third. I'm not really thrilled about this horse has winning chances. I just didn't like the four, five, and six. Yeah. So if I was playing a pick four, I'd probably go with one, one and two. two. Yeah, correct. All right, race number four, Phillies and Mares, three and up, which have never won two races. 2,500 is the claiming tag. We got a field of six. And I think it's not as easy as the five and the six, but... I might go three or four deep here in the pick four, depending on, on how I look at it. But I'll let you go first here. Who'd you pick? Yeah, I, I'm not too thrilled about any of my picks here. Uh, I went to the five, bless the cause. Yeah. You know, drops back down you know, from 4000 got raised up off that $2,500 non-winners a two win and fits the condition nicely here, $2,500 non-winners a three. So I think that's going to be uh, a real big advantage for this horse. And uh, – just looking around, it doesn't look like there's a ton of other uh, early speed in here, so it might just get loose on the front end. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with that with that statement on here on the five. I thought it was a, a, a two horse race between the five and the six. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed with the effort from the five last time out, but it was against tougher. Uh, so that's the only reason why I picked the six on top. But I think it's a toss. Uh, whoever makes the lead, I think, is going to win this race. Yeah, but they can both duel, and I think that could open the race at a price for the four Bella Raquela. So uh, that's that's a question mark horse here for me in this race. So I'll go six, five, four. Not very creative, but at the five of the six duel, I think the one that can pick up the piece can that can pick up the pieces is going to be the four. So uh six five four for me. You know I got off of the four because I had yeah. been picking her and I, <laughs> the same thing. I thought this horse would be closing and just she's let me down the past couple of times. <laughs> oh she's gonna win. Mark it down. Yeah. So uh, that's I went to uh, the two for third. Uh -huh. uh, another closer here. Uh, been disappointing off the claim here in first time for uh, Sergio Morphin. I uh, got away from my dad. The, the Morphins uh, went out on their own. Mm -hmm. But this is another closer. It hasn't been running that well, but gets Edgar Pieris, and maybe the weight break can help this horse finish this time. All right, so recap, I'll go 6-5-4. 5-6-2. Shout out to the Long Beach area code, 5-6-2. <laughs> yes, I do have that area code on my phone number. All right, race number five, Maidens, going 300 yards. This is the start. Of, did I skip a race? I did. No. Yes. Oh. No, you're good. All right. Race number five. Yeah. 870 yard event. Excuse me. Yeah. So I was looking ahead. 870 yard event. $8,000 is a claiming tag. Nine winners of two. Lifetime. Field of six. Does it look as easy as Monty? I'm going to try and beat Monty Ooh. again. I beat him once with Towards the Light. Yeah, so I'm going to try and beat him again here. And I'm going to the outside with Sokudo for Kelly Castaneda. Uh, this horse has just been finishing really well lately. You know, it's getting a little bump up in class, but you know, sixty-two fifty to eight thousand. I don't think that's uh, that big of a deal. 
Uh, Vinny opts for Monty. Doesn't surprise me because that's a Craig Mile horse. Mm -hmm. But gets Edgar Pieris, who actually rode this horse very well. If you look, uh, you know, six races back, yep. you, know, you see two uh, or a second by half, first by half, second, and then another win. So, or that was with Vinny. But, you know, he rides his horse as well as anybody. So I'm hoping that Monty and Quantum Force can ding dong it on the front end so Kudo can pick up the pieces. So are you going 6 1 3? I'm going six three one. Oh, you're still ducking I'm, I'm, money for second. I'm still. I'm. I'm trying to beat money this race. <laughs> All right. I'm not very creative. It looks to me like like those three horses. I'll go one three six. Uh, money from the inside. If this one can just hug the rail, break sharp. Um, that's gonna be the horse to beat for me. So one six three. Uh, not much more to add to those horses. I think they look. They look like uh, the obvious horse on paper. Yeah, I'm looking for the three to really press Monty here uh, to help Sokudo. And Quantum Force has been running uh, at longer distances. That's the only thing that scares me. Uh, if Monty gets loose, it might be pretty hard for the six to, to run him down. I'm just hoping Quantum Force, uh, you know, being trained locally here, can run better here at night. But uh, I'm, I'm just going to try and upset the Creek Craig Mile and Vinny Bednar connections here. I'm going to go 6-3-1. All right, uh, recap 6-3-1 for him. 1-3-6. For me, we've agreed on a few of them. It could either be a chalky night, or it could be a. We still have some prices. To we, come. I mean, we do, and not only this, not only do we have some prices here. Uh oh! Lock of the night coming up next in race number six, the start of the late pick four with the nine race card. I'll let you take a guess here. Well, it's good. it can't be the favorite. It can't be the seven. It can't be the favorite. So. A horse I really liked was the six, Roses for All. We agree. Roses for All here. Lightly race, just making the third lifetime start for Scott Willoughby. Last time out, this horse had to uh, check up there after a horse took over his, her path. She had to angle out to the outside, and I thought she finished with, with a good amount of run. That was against $16,000 claimers. They dropped for five here tonight. This two-year-old filly by Kitty Up out of Bouquet, a walk to fire mare for owner breeder Ed Allred. You know, the main, the main threat, I think, is going to be the seven. So I'm banking that Roses for All is going to improve here with a class drop, and I'll make the six my lock of the night. Yeah, I agree. I, I think just in that debut, you know, just had to get some learning experience there. Last time out, check there past the eighth pole for Roses for All. I really like this horse, too. Put him on top. And then I went to the seven on the outside. Um, this horse looks the part. Yep. Just broke out and finished really nicely here and draws the outside post. Jose Hernandez and Jose Nicasio have uh, been a pretty good team there. They and have. To the one for third, Christelle. A horse that has had some trouble here in, in the past couple starts after we were pretty on, on this yeah. horse, I think, before that. I think I, I made this one my lock at least once. Yeah, say. and I'm just hoping for a clean start tonight. You know, the second time at the, the $5,000 level here in a row. Uh, had to go against raining cash, but again, broke out and bumped at the start. So let's just get away cleanly from the inside. Wow, we agree on the money. Six, seven, one for me at all. Nothing more to say. Lock of the night. Let's get it home in race number six. Race number seven, start of the late pick three. Races seven, eight, and nine. We got maiden claimers going 300 yards. Three-year-olds here is the age group. Field of six, who'd you pick here? I went to the four wiretap for Valentin Zamudio and Ramon Sanchez. It's going to be second time off the claim here. Uh, raised it up from 4,000 to 8,000 last time. Broke out and bumped, but I just think it was too tough that night. But uh, Was well bet against Rockin' Liz and Jolly Wampus. Uh, there's not a whole lot in here. Uh, when you look at time-wise, he's already almost broken 16 seconds before. 
So with a clean start, we can see what this horse is really made of. Now. It, was, it was a very tricky race. I think this is a, a wide open race here on paper. Uh, I'm going to pick the five horse here on top, favorite at least for Mike Castleman. This one came off a bit of a layout last time out, finished fourth when dropping in for attack for the first time. Now second time off the layoff, drops in class again for Mike Castleman. I like the I like the the improvement this one showed last time out, and I think this one could could improve again with the second time off the break. So I'll go the five on top. I'll go the three for second. Foo Secret. This one had had been knocking on the door earlier in her career. Early in his career, was claimed two starts back. Was second best last time out. Still finished about a length clear of the third place finisher, Corona's Rhythm. And uh, Lynn Melton bring this one brings this one right back here uh, as he is the owner and trainer. Same level. Same condition, same distance. Uh, I'll give this one a bit of respect. And then my long shot play of the night is going to be the two Pat Troxer um, for Pat Vischer. Rodrigo Osibis has been on board both times. Broken and bumped on debut, but showed a good amount of uh, middle kind of speed there, uh, but then faded late. Last time out, I was rooting for this one to get third because I, I keyed this one in the trifecta at 13 to 1. Just missed, uh, missed that uh, top three and finished fourth. Uh, that hurts. That hurts. Mm -hmm. But I think this horse can can still improve. Now drops in tag, cuts the claiming tag in half from twelve five to sixty two fifty. So um, I'm banking that the two can still run a better effort. So uh, five three two for me. Yeah, I also like the three foo secret there in the second spot. Second time for Lynn Melton. You know he can get horses to finish in that last race. Did run the fastest clocking out of this whole field with a fifteen eighty four. Mm -hmm. So just improving off that. Um, could put this horse in the winner's circle. And then for third, I went to the inside, winning for success here for E.G. High, Jesus Nunez, and the new stable rider, Saul Ramirez. Uh, this horse was knocking on the door, uh, door in all three previous starts before that fraternity trial. You know, was just overmatched there against Conquering Marie and Red Hawk Cartel. Coleman 47, you know, had no shot that night. So hopefully being back with easier company uh, can find a little more success here for the one. All right. To recap, I'll go 5-3-2. 4-3-1. We're all over the map on this one. And we didn't talk about the first time starter who can also look interesting on the outside for Jose Flores, owner, breeder, and trainer in three twelve forty workouts. This is a very tricky race for me. Very tricky. Yeah, I just didn't know that, you know, being on the outside, first-time yeah. starter, uh, you know, they might not know where to spot this horse exactly. They might just be throwing, throwing it in here. It doesn't have Cruz Mendez up, which uh, <laughs> scares me a little, so I just had to pass on this All one. All right, race number eight. There's two races left. You know what time it is. The late daily double. Not only is it a late daily double, but I hear that. That's right. Lock of the night. Lock of the night. I'm going to go to the number five horse, Kiss by an Eagle. Yeah, I think everybody's pretty familiar with this horse. Yes. I'm just going with the horse has been facing a lot better. I think the 440-yard distance is to this horse's liking. Uh, every time you see it, he's usually finishing here. And then, uh, you know, gets Ramon Sanchez again for the third time. I think just as long as this horse breaks and, you know, can get his feet under him, he's, he's in between two horses that have been going against longer distances. You know, Rock and Asteroid, uh, you know, faltered last time at the 400-yard yeah. distance. Yeah, it was really good at the 550, but I think this horse just needs longer. But I think Kiss by an Eagle uh, should be the class of the field. I mean, and at times we talked about how this gelding has looked like he belongs in the mix with some of the top horses on the ground. Yes. But that's when he, you know, he throws, throws in a good race, then he throws in a so-so race. So his form is a little bit dirty, uh, you know, just by being off form a few times. But he's been in the mix of some big ones against BHD's boys, assuming for Spuds. He looks hot, just hot. Uh, Shazak, 
so this one definitely has some talent. But talk, you know, we we skipped over the racing conditions. But how about a nice four hundred forty out allowance? I, I, I know. know. I like it. I like that we're getting these races carded. You know, you can see these horses that they got to go the classic quarter horse distance uh, distance here, four hundred forty yes. yards. You know, you can you got to show them that we can run the longest. Exactly. We don't have to go a hundred. We don't have to go. <laughs> Uh, 300 all the time we can get them and look we get a, a quality field yeah. like this i would be okay with with one 100 with a 100 yard dash every now and then maybe once a month but i will be okay with bringing back the 220s on a regular basis yeah basis. yeah i don't see uh, any problem with that i mean you see all the other tracks they run every distance they yes. run 220s 250s yeah. mm-hmm. they they run everything so uh you know just throw a mixed bag and give us some variety all right uh curtis's lock is going to be kissed by an eagle who i have as third uh, on my choice, the two horse is going to get the check mark here for me. The Charger Bar uh, winner early earlier in January, Kitty Up Cowgirl. Uh, it's not always good out of the gate, but when she breaks, she she can be very competitive. And I think the 440 yard distance is right up her alley. Uh, so I'll pick the two on top, and then the one for second. Well, good just because of that inside draw and because of how good this one uh, can get out of the gate. And also, Vinny has been great getting horses out of the awesome. gate lately. Yes. So I'm banking that that could be a little bit of a price play. So I'll go two, one, five here in race number eight. Yeah, I had a uh, well good uh, for the second spot there. I think uh, the 440 yard distance, you know, is just going to be to this horse's liking. Has always been hanging in there at the 550 yards, but you know, just hasn't had that needed final kick. So hopefully, if this horse gets out, Vinny can hold on at the end. I went to the four. That's a good reason who's been breaking really sharp, uh, just ran into a monster of he looks hot last time, you know, lugged in, but you know what? nobody was going to beat he looks no, hot last no. time. But I think this horse can get in there for the trifecta. All right, so recap, I'll go 2-1-5? 5-1-4. 5-1-4. All right, we have arrived to the big event, the featured event, the Los Alamitos Invitational Grade 1 Championship here, field of 10. And just because of that, we talked about how good this field looks on paper. Round of applause. Round of applause. Yes. For all the connections to not only accepting the invitation, but having these horses entered, ready to go, and it just looks like a very good field. Top to bottom, they're going 440 yards. The winner earns the birth to the champion of champions. Drum roll. Who did you pick? I went to the nine, Bodacious Eagle. Wow, okay. It was a previous uh, podcast release there in the All-American Gold Cup. I'm glad this horse came back out, was second in this race last year to He's a Dash of Fire was along the rail last time now goes to the nine hole so i i like the outside post switch justin joiner comes out so this horse was no longer trained by uh, jaime gomez uh like uh he was when he was here at los al the mm-hmm. time before and i wasn't really sure because this was always a trey wood horse i wasn't sure how mike joiner was going to do but this horse seems to be getting better with each start and i think 440 yards is just right up this horse's alley should be a rocket out of the gate Cody Jensen has been 31% at Los Al this Man, year. Uh, he's just riding Los Al, so I, I love the price here at 10 to 1. You're going to get, it. I think, every bit of that. I think you're probably going to get somewhere between 7, at least the lowest you can get, I think, 7, 8 to 1. I, th- I think that's the lowest you can expect. Yeah, and this is just a, an awesome betting race. I mean, we were uh, looking at it before. We were wondering, oh, you know, somebody asked, oh, what's uh, on Twitter, what's Heja Dash or Fire going to be, yeah. uh, 3 to 5? and. <laughs> We're like, no, 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 not against <laughs> no, this field. No. This is a quality field Yes, here. so Bodacious Eagle, second in this event last year, is looking for a little bit of redemption here. And I'm going to the old man, the old pro, the six-year-old, the champion, the 16 for 22 lifetime. He's the dash of fire. 
I'm sticking with him. They're going to have to beat him. He's still looking for the berth to this year's champion. Champion, and I think that's why they're going to have him ready to go. They want to get yep. back to the big dance. And like Darrell, I don't hate it, but that just means that he's going to have to break on top. He cannot afford to make any kind of mistakes, but I think he's ready to go. I'm picking he's got to fire. I actually chucked him. Wow. Not in your top three? I chucked him right out. Because I've noticed that the one hole, that's the only times he really loses here. I I think um, before the the one you can see here was the two million when he was going for the bananas. I believe he lost along the rail here. So So he looks hot. Believe me, I'm scared of him. (laughs) He he is the horse to beat, especially being against BH Lisa's boy down there, who's not the quickest of breakers, has been breaking better, but... I think is going to be able to get out there on his own. I guarantee you that this is the best price you're ever going to get a seaside fire in his right thus far. Yes. He's raced 22 times. I think the highest you've ever gotten was even money uh, two starts back in the, in the, in the champion of champions. I think that's his highest price. Yeah. Cause I, I think he's debuted. He debuted right at odds on. Yeah. I mean, no, no disputing that. <laughs> no. Uh, whenever you see something like this, he's usually bet down super heavily. The early money always comes in on him. So, It'll be interesting to see how this field plays out. For a second, I go to Tarsonito, a horse that made up a very good amount of ground last time out and finished full of run for uh, Eddie Garcia and Yanni Rodriguez. He's sharp. He's ready to go. 11 to 1, you're not going to get that price last time, uh, that same price that he got last time. He's going to be well respected. And I think Eddie, Ed Burgart's picking him on top of our Yep, release, Ed, right? Burks, uh, yeah. Ed Burgart's checkmark. Yeah, so I'll go 1 8 and then. The six horse, zooming for spuds. Ooh. How about you getting zooming for spuds at 12 to 1 on the morning line yep. with Ayala, with Monte Arosa, the winner of the of the Muniz handicap, the winner of the Vessels Maturity, the winner of the Champion of Champions. I mean, this horse, 12 to 1, might look like a gift on paper. If he's back in top form, he looked a little bit flat, mm-hmm. and the connection did say that he wasn't, uh, he didn't come out of this, he, he did not come out of his best form last time out. He's been freshened. I think he's going to be the the question mark course for me. So I'll go one eight six. What do you think about the uh, the rider change by Bill Hoberg? I mean, we'll have to get the story from uh, Monty here. Yeah. Uh, Bill Hoberg getting uh, Caesar Franco instead of two. Ayala. Yeah. Oh, and Monty says, "Oh, well, what do you know? I, I get to keep Ayala." Yeah. You know, I mean, what a perfect thing for him. So, yeah. I'm, when you just look at you know, like we said about P- Mr. PYC to you, here's zooming for Spud sitting at twelve to one. Yeah. The, uh, past champion of champions winner. But, again, I didn't use that horse either. Uh, for a second, I went to Tarzania, who we talked okay. about before. I, you know, Burgard's been saying this is the horse that's in form right now. You know, he's, he's looking ultra sharp. 440 yards doesn't look to be a problem the way this horse has been finishing. And then I'm going to go to a horse that I think drew a perfect post, and he looks hot. Yeah, yeah. I think this horse is going to relish yeah. being out there on the mm-hmm. outside. Looked incredible last time at that 550-yard distance. Was in command throughout. Really showed his class, but it was against a softer field, so we're going to have to see how he does against tougher foes. Look, and this is the race that I can honestly say I did not have, I had not made my decision on who my top pick was until today. Yeah. I mean, the entries has been out since Wednesday, Thursday. Uh huh. I mean, I couldn't make up my mind. I went back and forth. Yeah. I would look at it, handicap it, come back to it, yeah. handicap it again. <laughs> And I'm like, I think I've got it my solid time. And then I'm like, oh, I'm scared of this horse. Yeah. Because uh, just look at the quality. So it's it's one of those races where it's if you like a price, you're going to get that price. Yeah, I think I felt that way about um, the Breeders' Futurity uh, yeah. last week. But it was kind of because 
you didn't really know. Uh, you had a lot of question marks on horses, who was going to improve, who's going to be able to come back. This is different. These are horses that have proven time and time again uh, that they can run, and then they're all coming in in, in great form. Uh, I just, I'm going to try and upset the one and two. I'm going to try and, uh, it's probably stupid, but <laughs> I'm going to try and beat, he's a dash of fire, BH Lisa's boy, and zoom in for spuds. And I don't have BH Lisa's boy in my top three. Whenever I've doubted that horse, he wins. Really? Yes. Oh, you should have told me that before we did this. <laughs> Whenever I doubt Beach Lisa's boy, yeah. he wins. Remember when he, he had to go on the best list and work at uh, Santa Ida yes. to get off it yes. and then come right back the next week? Yeah. And he won? Yeah. I mean, that was like the ultimate play against for me that, that day. And since then, he's he's got my re- ultimate respect. I yeah. mean, that horse just is so good. I, I've always said that he, you know, he reminds me of Bia Bono, just uh-huh. a, a horse that tries hard every time. And he comes running. He, he's not going to blow you away no. you know, if you just look here. You know, nose, nose, head. I mean, he just runs his heart out every time here. But sometimes you got to beat him to make money. It's going to be interesting. That's a wrap on this terrific card capped off by the terrific Grade 1 Los Alamitos Invitational Championship. Looking forward to wrapping up this weekend. Next weekend, trials for the Super Derby and trials for the Golden, Golden State. Could be. Could this be the first weekend that we do a double podcast? I'm, I'll be here. Wow. If you want to do it, I mean, I'll be here. Right? I mean, because we're going to get some solid. Maybe maybe we'll just do one long episode. Because how many Super Derby trials do you think we'll get? I'm guessing three, I'm guessing three or four. I'm hoping we get a little more uh, than what we usually got as we, as we spoke about before. Hopefully some people are coming out. Uh, so I'm hoping uh, uh, at least four. All right. So how about this? We How about we commit? This is going to be the longest podcast ever, for sure. Okay. About, we'll commit to one episode, but we'll commit to handicap both cards. Both, just the trials, the Super Derby trials, and then the entire Golden State Million card. So we'll do one big, long episode. We'll record it on Friday. So we're going to do a lot of late-night handicapping that, yes. that, that yes. week. So we'll do that. So we'll do one big, long episode, but we'll include the analysis for the Derby trials and also for the Golden State Million trials. And maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe maybe Perfect. some agent Perfect. can get me, find me through the books <laughs> and get me a new guest here. So that's a wrap on this week. Again, I'll go Heat Sash of Fire. And I will go Bodacious Eagle. Wow. All right, guys. That's a wrap. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye, everybody.